Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Let's travel to the valley beyond and enter the Forge. Welcome to the Westworld Theorycast. The Westworld Theorycast is part of the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. You can see all our other great podcasts like Podcast Winterfell, where we cover Game of Thrones. Check it out, dvrpodcast.com. I will also be appearing on the Justin Thomas Show with Hacks Dogma and Justin Thomas. It's called Before the Dust Settles. It's a YouTube live stream, but it's on the Justin Thomas Show channel on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe. We'll be going live at 11 p.m. Eastern, about a half hour after the finale this Sunday. Get ready for a Justin Thomas Show. Subscribe. It's going to be awesome. We here at the Westworld Theorycast are avid listeners and supporters of the entire Westworld community. So as we listened, we learned, and we also had everyone wear a hat. We took those hats, and it's through this technology that we were able to create this podcast, a virtual gathering of Westworld podcasters, YouTubers, and writers gathered together in this place that we have created to bring you their finale theories. I'll issue an intro for each and let their voices flow. You can also check out the show notes for links to all the people that you'll be hearing this evening. So without any further ado, hold on to your control units and get ready to enter the forge. In order of appearance, you will hear AU Packamule, Radio Westworld, DJ Tim Hines of the Westworld Theorycast, Sister Speaks Podcast, Westworld the Podcast, What Up Doe Podcast, Tower of Babel, Violent Delights, Way Out Westworld, the Westworld Podcast, Ashley Davis of BeyondWestworld.com, Vanessa Cole of WestworldWatchers.com, Beyond Westworld Podcast, and last but not least, it's me, Axel, and Brett of the Westworld Theorycast. Hold on, strap in, and enter the Forge. Hello, this is John from AU Pack Mule. Just wanted to say thank you very much to Westworld Theorycast for allowing me to participate on this podcast. I am uh, just going to comment uh, briefly on the uh, episode 10, The Passenger, which is going to be 90 minutes this Sunday. Uh, unbelievable amount of time to develop this story where uh, Ford is going to impose his will on the Delos Corporation. And the Delos Corporation is going to fight back as hard as they can. Uh, but we are going to get a compromise on the uh, host hybrid versus host with a conscious theory and see which one uh, will prevail. Uh, I, I think more, uh, I would vote for Ford any day of the week in regards to this fight. Uh, in season one, we saw how he ended this, uh, his life and uh, 
you know, basically committed suicide, knowing everything that was going to happen afterwards. And he implemented all of his uh, tools to take effect after that happened. Uh, I don't expect that to stop. I think we were going to continue seeing that uh, in season three. Um, But as far as season two goes, we are going to definitely see a huge battle um, and I don't expect there to be uh, any stoppage of the action. Uh, season one is, or excuse me, season two has been a pleasant surprise uh, with the absence of uh, Anthony Hopkins for the most part. But uh, once he came on board uh, with a firestorm, I just truly enjoyed it. So I uh, hope you guys do as well. Thank you again for allowing me to participate. Greetings, listeners of the Westworld Theorycast. This is Roberto Suarez with Radio Westworld, sharing some thoughts about the season two finale and specifically about William's fate. Like many fans of Westworld, I have been wondering all season long if William is a host. After episode nine, I don't think he is, but I believe he will be given a choice as part of Ford's endgame. Humans transferred into hosts cannot survive in the real world. William will have to choose between returning to the real world to accept the consequences of his actions and his own mortality, or leave the real world behind, fully embrace the man in black as his identity, and become an immortal host in Westworld. William will choose to become a host, and in doing so, will fully accept himself. The irony, of course, is that he will be choosing a life of enslavement to the park in exchange for his immortality. And in the aftermath of the battle at the Valley Beyond, all the awakened hosts will leave Westworld, leaving the man in black all by himself. This will be a great callback to the character of the gunslinger in the original film played by Yul Brynner. We will in essence get to see the origin of the host version of the man in black. Thanks for putting this special episode together, Axel and DJ Tim. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Tim Hines. Bringing the Westworld theory cast rhyme. My mind's been going frantic with ideas that be so pedantic. But I'm sure by now you're so sick of my antics. So in the end of the show, I'ma let y'all know. The forge is gonna blow. Billy and Wyatt join forces for this goal. And now the valley remains a whole. But the real deal mega reveal is that the data... The third party tried to steal. Erty left last season on the train, setting up transference of the brain for the host to enter the land of the main. Feel it. Westworld Theory Cast. Hello, everyone. I am Sister K from the Sister Speak Westworld podcast. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister A. And we're here tonight to tell you a little bit about ourselves our Westworld podcast, and to give you a little bit of our insight about what we think is going to be coming up in this week's finale. So I'm Sister Kay, and to give you a little background about our podcast, we started in 2007 talking about various television shows that we loved, giving our sister's point of view, and that has parlayed into multiple podcasts over multiple years, and our latest endeavor, Sister Speak Westworld, has become a true favorite. 
My theory on the finale is I believe there's a couple of things that I believe that's going to happen. We're going to get a reveal that the man in black is truly a host because how else is he surviving all these doggone bullet wounds and stuff? <laughs> you know, Maeve, of course, mm-hmm. is going to be resurrected and she's going to wreak havoc, wreck shop and take care of business in Westworld and the other worlds. And I really feel like Dolores is going to re- realize that her mission has caused her to lose a lot of what she's been searching for. Whoa. Are you done? <laughs> Would you like to go next, Sister Jay? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you know, this ain't for me, no five minute dissertation. Okay. <laughs> this is Sister Jay. And I'm going to tell you what my theory for the finale is. All these people is going, see, I was going to say something else, but, you know, I'll keep it clean. All these folks is going to the Valley Beyond because they think they're going to find something there. What they're going to find there, in my opinion, is Dr. Ford. There's not going to be no backups. There's not going to be no big, huge server that everybody thinks there is. And there's not going to be no weapon that Dolores thinks there is because Ford done peeped out all day shit and he has moved everything so i think everybody's gonna be disappointed yeah that's what i think and sister a now for me i think the finale is gonna again blow our minds (laughs) and i agree from the previous episodes that we've seen that sister k might be on to something that this man in black although he's been seeking long and far for questions is not really human at all that he is indeed a host. And I also think that the two women, the strong women of Dolores and Maeve are going to work together to pair up in the final battle scene at the where they're all headed and they're all going to conglomerate. And I think in the end, we're going to see a big fight scene and the hosts are going to basically like take over and start to twist things on the human beings. That's my prediction. Well, it's going to be exciting to see which one of our predictions come true. Yep. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to hear what all y'all have to say. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Sisters out. So, Brian, I think we're all kind of thinking... Where does the show go from here? Uh, You know, not to get too much into spoilers, but... Samurai World. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Brian, Brian, we we know about that already. Oh, Uh, darn. Not to get too much into spoilers, but uh, it seems like people are going to escape this park. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But where do we go from there? I think we're going to end up in kind of a Blade Runner scenario. Oh. Where hosts are living among people. It's not known... But there's always being hunted. Oh, okay. And in true spoiler alert, Blade Runner fashion, the people hunting the hosts are not actually people, but hosts themselves. Yes, but they are hosts themselves designed to hunt down other hosts. I, I like that. I think that that is very plausible, especially given that Delos, whoever, could be making these host hunter hosts based on real people so it even adds to the 
the confusion of are they being hunted by people or host themselves? Layers. <laughs> Layers. <laughs> Layers like an onion. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of possibility. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about this going out into the real world, getting away from this park. I know the, sh- the show is called Westworld, so the park will probably have some factor in in the show moving forward. But very excited to see this show kind of uh, spread its wings and see us in some different locations. Yeah, me too. Yo, what up, though? This is Michael underscore Aaron from the What Up Though podcast. And uh, here are some of my thoughts on what I think is going to happen in the season two finale of Westworld. Um, I think that we are going to get confirmation on whether or not William is a host, whether or not his daughter is a host. But I also think that that confirmation is not pertinent to the story. I feel like the story is about William's descent into madness and how it has corrupted those around him and corrupted himself. And I feel like the the uh, reveal of whether or not he's a host or whether or not his daughter is a host is just inconsequential to what's going on. It's just the byproduct. It's just the end result of um, of what's going on. I think, I think ultimately he will be revealed to not be a host, which is something that I didn't believe until episode nine. But I think, I don't think you can properly tell the story of how his, the way he's engrossed in Westworld and how it's become him and how it's who he is. I don't think you can properly tell that story by making him a host. You have to tell that story by having him actually be real and being so, corrupted and infected that he thinks that he's a host that 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 mind fuck so um i think that's the 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 big reveal i guess in in the finale um i think bernard is gonna be um the focal point i have no idea to what degree um i'm incredibly curious to find out how but i think that uh bernard kind of took a back seat in episode nine i think he's gonna be in the forefront in the finale and uh that's really all i got Hey everyone, this is Julian from the Tower of Babel podcast. You might have heard our Westworld podcast last year. We had a whole podcast dedicated to that. So I want to start off before I got into my theories. I want to just say uh, sorry and apologize for not doing one for this season. Sometimes life gets in the way. These this is not our job, obviously, right? Uh, even though we wish it was. So uh, apologies for anyone who listened to us last year and uh, and was disappointed that we didn't come back. We heard you, and again, we're sorry. We're looking into doing something maybe for next season or doing a season recap, something like that. Um, but so far, uh, just apologies for now. Uh, now, as far as what I think about season two, episode nine, uh, and what that means for the finale of season two, I've kind of just concentrated on the whole William situation. Um, so I'm going to kind of broke it down into like three parts. So first being the possibilities, the theories here being first is he is a host, right? We see him cut his arm at the end of the episode looking for the little input thing, right? Uh, so there's a possibility that he is a host and this isn't actually very compelling, I don't think, uh, as a storytelling device because if he is then I guess what's the point of any of this? I don't I don't really know how that makes the story better. Anytime I talk about theories, and I've been saying this for a long time, is that does the theory make the show better? Uh, if the answer is no, then it's not worth really even discussing, but I just might as well put it in there. Uh, the chances are that he is a host. 
I, I suppose you could argue that it would um, show that the project that he was working on with Jim Delos turned out to be a success after all. He was able to, or they were able to create consciousness and put it into a host body, um, or he was just a host from the, to begin with and wasn't ever a regular person. So th- those are, those are kind of the two things you could look at it. Um, but even again, I, I just I don't think that that's kind of the best way to go about it. Um, it would be able. It would, though, on the other hand, set up a crazy like Cylon esque situation for season three. Uh, okay, my second point: he is not a host, right? So that's the second theory, and has become so paranoid that he actually killed his own daughter. The tangent here is that there's a chance that his daughter is the host, right? That she is the host, and uh, that changes things a little bit. The only evidence I have to support that, though, is the show deliberately not showing us her neck scan before uh, she got shot by William. So that's the that's theory number two. Uh, now, I'm kind of on two minds on this because uh, I have enjoyed Katja Herber's uh, performance as Grace, and I kind of wouldn't want to see her go out like a punk like she did. Um, but I do think that the idea of William killing his own daughter out of paranoia is makes for a good story. So uh, I'm willing to maybe sacrifice uh, grace for the, the, the greater good of a, of a more cohesive, more interesting story. Um, now, the third thing is the show is known for its twists. Obviously, we've had a couple this season, and I still think one is coming, one final twist in the, in the final episode. I, I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to have something to do with The Forge, but I'm not sure what it is. I'm not going to speculate on what that might be. Uh, since we know that the climax will likely take place at the forge, though, um, and we know it's going to lead to its flooding, we might see William head there in hopes of bringing his daughter back as a host. So that's my crazy theory. So he's out of out of grief. He turns to the hosts at like this the solution that he'd been working with uh, Jim Delos on that may or may not have actually worked out in the end, um, and will lead uh you know lead him there where he'll be kind of uh a part of the climax um trying to spring back his daughter whose consciousness would presumably be in the forge um and would bring him into contact with everyone else who's going to be there at, at you know for this this whole climactic event which i think would probably be dolores who's now uh, grieving from losing teddy uh bernard and probably Maeve, who's just been kind of rebooted by Ford at the uh, in in the ninth episode. So those are kind of my my theories for the season uh, the season two finale. Um, if you want to listen to any of the stuff that we do on a regular basis, you can head over to towerofbabble.ca. Follow us on Twitter. That's where this whole thing started. Uh, big thanks to you, everyone uh, for inviting me uh, on to do this little spot. Um, so on Twitter at Tower Babblecast, um, and uh, and yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll be back with season three uh, stuff if everything works out. Uh, but again, thanks. Hi, this is Andrew Sorcini, Dwayne D, and Tosin Anufawakan of Violent Delights and the Drill Down Podcasts, and here are our Westworld theories for the Theorycast. My theory is past Westworld seasons have been the maze and the door. A future season will be called The Bridge and will be about the hosts demanding equal rights with humans. All right, here's my theory. 
Maeve doesn't just control hosts. She's able to get in commune with them to to actually like become one with them, like she did with Akichetta last season. And instead of controlling hosts, she's going to do that more and more. So she is going to be a nexus of consciousness, a new cradle, so to speak. And when they try to take her code and use it to control the host, it's not going to work out well for them. Tosin, what about you? So my theory is that the true cornerstone for the hosts is love. And ultimately, that's what they're chasing. I guess I do have a secondary theory, which is we're going to hear one more door joke. What door? What are you talking about? Thanks, TheoryCast, for inviting us on your show. Come join us on Violent Delight sometime. Hi, we are We Out Westworld. We are a little podcast all the way in Scotland, as you might be able to tell from our accents. I'm Laura. I'm Gary. Um, usually we're joined by Mac, but he is in New York at the moment enjoying a holiday over episode 9 of Westworld. Yep, tut tut. Who does that? So we were asked to pull together what we believe is our theories for next week's episode and the end game. Um, we have just recorded our big podcast in which we decided we don't really know. No. No, we have a lot of theories floating about. Um, mainly we do believe everyone is coming together um, and that some are more dangerous than others. Man in Black and Dolores being key in point because they're yes. no longer tethered to emotional... And they have the same end goal. Yes. We think that Man in Black and Dolores are definitely there to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Maeve kind of just wants a safe place to yeah. raise her family and for them all to not be... Not just our family, all the hosts to, yeah, to live in just peace to live and in, harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a host haven. Yes, so it, it'd be interesting to see if Maeve will try and save it or if she's just going to accept and, and get out. If she's just going to try and find the door and leave. Yeah. Although Maeve is, as we discovered, the, the Ford half. She's Ford's favourite. Mm-hmm. Dolores was always Bernard's favourite interesting to see that they're both taking two very very aggressively different tactics yes for this end game yeah because Dolores has all the characteristics of what you would think Ford is mm-hmm. and Maeve is just the polar opposite to him yes yet there's this connection with the two of them obviously as they've, as Ford mentioned she's like a daughter to him mm-hmm. one that's surpassed anything he thought she could do so even more so he wants to keep her there yes but it's whether or not she's going to have that connection with her daughter who's still there, if that's going to hamper her quest. Yes. I think the thing that will be Maeve's biggest problem will be Clementine rocking up with her new superpowers. Yes. In a sort of Thanos versus all of the Avengers kind of way. <laughs> um, just rocking up and, and ruining things Yeah, I mean, for them. Does, we don't really know whether Charlotte yet knows that she can't really influence people who have woke. Yes. So how's that going to play out? Yeah, and Charlotte as well. I think Charlotte kind of is the the big point that we keep forgetting is that she. Yeah, she's the big bad villain, really. She's, she's surpassed yeah. Ford. Yes, and she wants to get data out with the park. She's not going to want this Ford to be destroyed in any way, shape, no. or form. So this is it. It could it could well be that we are concentrating on the characters that are right in front of our faces, forgetting that Charlotte's just in the background causing mayhem. Yeah, absolute mayhem. I mean, I am literally the worst at projecting what's going to happen in the yeah. next episode. So yeah. I, I do see it being a fairly bloody end. Yes. Who comes out of it 
at the other side's a different story and where it leads, yes. I don't even want to guess that one because <laughs> there's three other parks we've yeah. not ventured into. There's also the outside world. Yes. There's, I mean, there's three or four routes this could take. What we know is a definite for the next episode is that Gary will cry at least once. It could be for any of... Could be Maeve that causes it. Could be Dolores. We don't know yet, but there will be tears. I'm not disputing this. Yeah, I will still, even if proven wrong, believe that Elsie is not real. <laughs> like even if they, even if Lisa Joy comes onto the screen and does a five minute, like Laura, this is for you. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I will still probably find a way, much like William, to believe that. Nah. 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 Still not though. Yeah, you're as far gone yeah. as William is now. Yeah, and I think that however it wraps up. It'll answer a lot of questions, and then it'll throw some more at us, yep. and we'll all be here <laughs> soon, trying to work out what happens. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't see it going well for William somehow. I feel like this is William's end, and I feel like it should be at the hands of Dolores. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Dolores wants to destroy the park, she needs to destroy William as well. Yeah. He's so integral to it. It feels as though Dolores and Maeve have to be the two that face off, Yes, ultimately. It's, it's their... It's their park at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, it's, like it's Bernard versus Ford. By proxy. Yeah, or sorry. Yes, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. Arnold versus Ford. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> yeah, by proxy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So those are our thoughts for the next episode. I'm sure there will be people who have much better, well thought out thoughts, but we are still reeling from the events <laughs> of the last episode and still don't quite know how to deal. No. So on that note, R.I.P. Teddy. R.I.P. I know... Exactly the last shot of season eight, episode 10, would be for me if I was directing or making this show. This is Ryan's lock of the week. (laughs) It would be Maeve, Dolores, Bernard, and Aki. Teddy won't be there. He'll definitely have to sacrifice himself at some point. He'll definitely be dead. At the helm of a ship heading into space. And as we zoom out, We see a gigantic fleet of ships going in every single solitary direction. Just an amount of ships that it completely engulfs Earth. That you can barely see Earth. There are that many ships and they're all going in different directions. Inferring that they're going off into everywhere to to go explore the entire universe. One's being piloted by Lars. One by Clementine Pennyfeather, best name. One by Akane. And so on and so forth. They all go into hyperdrive simultaneously. And we cut to black. The passage from one world to the next requires bold steps, Bernard. Echoes over the blackness, and we end. Hi, John Whitford here from Radio Westworld. Um, After episode nine, some of my theories are a little out of whack. Um, But uh, the one thing I'll stick with, and if anyone's listened to our show uh, that I do with Roberto Suarez, uh, the one thing that I've stuck with pretty much from episode one is... Dolores will find that she is pregnant. I'm going to stick with that. I I really think that's a big part of it. The opening credits, of course, has a mother and child, and a lot of people attribute that to Maeve and her child, but uh, I think think it's Dolores, and I think uh, she really regrets what she did to Teddy um, because she did, you know, make love with him before she transformed him into Termiteddy, or Tedinator, the Tedinator, I guess, is the chosen form for him. Um... As far as everyone else goes, you know, Maeve is going to be a pretty uh, important part of season three, I'm assuming. Um, I have a feeling that we will see some more of Ford in season three as we go forward. 
Uh, he's going to be a big part of this. Um, and uh, there, uh, what I'm seeing is the uh, cataclysm that's going to take out most of the hosts will be Clementine. Now that we've seen what's going on there, and I, after I said that, I do hope you have uh, spoilers. <laughs> saying that this is a spoilerific uh, as far as everything goes on here. Anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. The main thing I'm sticking with is my Dolores theory, and um, thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll see you all uh, later on. Hi, guys. I'm Ashley Davis, and I'm a writer for Beyond Westworld, the site for all your Westworld news, gossip, interviews, hints, casting, and more. I am also a Ph.D. astrophysicist, a physics professor, a published writer of horror and sci-fi, and I've owned my editing company for about eight years now. I'm also a savant with synesthesia and, of course, an avid Westworld fan. I've been invited to the podcast tonight to talk about end theories. This could really go any direction, and I love the writers and the producers for how they set it all up. So this is just a theory for now. If you've read any of my articles, especially the science-based ones, you'll be familiar with the rejected theory of the bicameral mind in neuroscience and how we view consciousness, humanity, and reality. We define humanity on a colloquial level as being biologically human, which doesn't make a lot of sense. My sister has a massive neurostimulator implanted in her spine so she can walk. Is she still human? Some people take medications, sometimes necessary to keep them alive. Are they still human? The list goes on. So, anyway, my in-game theory is this overarching theme of humanity and consciousness. What is reality? I feel like Arnold and Ford, at long last, both came to the conclusion that they were wrong and the hosts were more human and more real than we are. Immortality is inherently false by its very nature, and the only true reality can be found in death, which we saw the hosts come to a similar conclusion in previous episodes. I think William, the man in black, may come to the same conclusion in his character arc of absolution and redemption, which he's even more passionate about now that he's killed Grace. So that's my theory for the finale, one of many. Alright guys, that is going to be it for tonight. If you want to talk neuroscience and AI, anything Westworld, anything astrophysics, follow us at Beyond Westworld, one word, on Twitter. Or you can reach me via beyondwestworld.com. Tune in for the season finale on Sunday and enjoy the ride. I'm Vanessa Cole. I'm a writer at westworldwatchers.com. And I also write for watchersonthewall.com. If you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you can check out my work there as well. Uh, I'm also an artist. So I have done some Westworld fan art as well as Game of Thrones and a few other projects. And you can head to my website vkcoleart.com if you're interested in seeing any of my work. Looking ahead to the season finale of Westworld, I have a few thoughts about where some of the storylines might be going. So since the beginning of the season, I have thought Dolores has been planning to lead the Delos employees into a trap. So when Bernard woke up on the beach with, and they found the flooded valley with the dead hosts, I didn't really believe that that was what had actually happened. I couldn't imagine Dolores um, 
with the goal of getting out of the park and taking over and not achieving any of that and just ending up dead along with all the other hosts in a valley. So I have thought um, since that first episode that she's been planning to ensnare them somehow, luring them back out to the valley with those dead hosts. Um, Now looking at some of the information that's come out in the past episodes as well as some of the things that we see in the teaser trailer, um, I'm starting to think that maybe Dolores um, has actually put herself into the host body that we see of Charlotte Hale in the teaser, um, and that the whole timeline of the um, roughly two weeks later when Strand and everyone arrives, that anytime we see Charlotte, that might actually be Dolores in the Charlotte body. Uh, which makes it interesting <laughs> to go back and rewatch and see if we can pick up anything that might hint at that. Um, but on that note, if that is Dolores, um, she's definitely heading back to the valley with that team of QA and Strand and the security guys and Bernard, who either I think has been programmed by her or she has gotten him to agree to help her out with whatever she has planned. Um, to go back to the valley and there will either destroy the forge if it's not already been destroyed um, or or kill them somehow and find a way to get out of the park. One of the other ideas I've had about those dead hosts in the valley, um, when we had that one episode where Strand was told that some of the control units um, and about a third of those hosts were completely blank, like they had never been used. So I was thinking that... Um, Perhaps they were actually switched, so the actual host control unit, um, the worthy ones that maybe were worthy of of getting out of the park, had been swapped with new ones, um, so that it would be a little less suspicious than there not being anything in their head at all, Um, and so the, the techs may not realize that they were actually smuggled out in different bodies. I'm not sure if that's what's actually happening, but um, it would seem to be a plausible explanation for why there would be no data in those hosts' heads. Now, as far as Maeve and some of those other hosts that are that we see in the valley in the teaser video, um, we see that kind of rift in the background. So um, I don't know if they're in a dome or if it's some kind of a hologram projecting a, a background of the park, but um, there is this opening that forms. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe some of them are able to actually escape that way. And either it closes before Dolores can get out or she chooses to stay to um, ensure that she covers her tracks so that um, the Delos employees in the larger world won't know that the hosts are out there running amok among them. Um So that's kind of my theory about what may be happening in the Valley. Um, As far as the man in black or older William, I'm really not quite sure what Ford's end game is for him. Um, I know there's a theory that he's already a host. I'm not a big fan of that theory. It's certainly possible. They've done nothing to kind of assuage our fears that that's what's happening with him. But I really prefer him to be a human. Um, I think it makes for a better story for his character. But I do, I think he's going to die in the finale. Um, I hedge my bets a little bit on that because um, Ed Harris has kind of hinted that we might see him again next season. Um, 
I mean, it's a possible, it could certainly be a flashback, or maybe they're going to build a host version of him. I mean, we will see him in some shape or form, um, kind of like we did with Ford this season when everyone thought he was dead. Um, but I, I do believe he will sacrifice himself, hopefully redeeming himself a little in the process, if that's even possible at this point. But um, I don't see him making it out of that valley at this point, because we don't see him in the most recent timeline either. Um, and then Teddy, I know we, we already saw him shoot himself. We saw him floating in the water, but I'm not quite sure his story's over. Um, also because the actor James Marsden has hinted that he may be involved next season as well. But like I said, it could always be flashbacks. Um, so you're never really sure with this show. Um, but those are my thoughts as far as the finale. Um, I don't really have any other predictions at this time, um, but I guess we will all see how it plays out on Sunday. Hey, what's up, Westworld Theorycast? It's Troy Heinrichs from Beyond Westworld, and I am here because you asked us to send you what our greatest theories or thoughts would be on the finale for season two of Westworld on HBO. First, I'm going to give you my co-host, Aaron Peterson's theory, and I think you're going to like it. Aaron says that he thinks that the hosts are getting to the forge to destroy the replicas Delos created, and that door is an access point where Ford has actually set up replacement hosts that they can upload each of their consciousness to an off-site area, and it will finally set them free all over the world. Now, that is a way out there theory. Me, on the other hand, I feel like this is a post-traumatic stress show for some reason. I used to do a podcast for Under the Dome on CBS called Under the Dome Radio. And for some reason, I just have this weird feeling we are living in a giant bubble, like the Truman Show. And I still feel that for some reason, there's a force field in play And the door is actually cracking that force field and opening it up so that they can really see what the real world is all about. And the reason for that is is because if you remember, it doesn't look like anything to me. So I think that their mind is being told that there's a version of the Westworld experience around them, but really it's just a giant picture that they can't see through. And there's really actually nothing there at all keeping them in the park. So that's my crazy theory, and I think that that is what the door is. It's opening up their mind to see past the facade that is right in front of them. So that is the two crazy theories from us over here at Beyond Westworld at beyondwestworldpodcast.com. Thanks so much, Axel and crew, for putting this together, and it's going to be an exciting season finale. Can't wait. Talk to you guys soon. You haven't heard from me yet. W. Axel Foley of the Westworld theory cast i had a fantastic guest host last episode his name is brett and this was his first ever podcast we talked a little bit about that the community as well as brett presenting i'll say our theory because we kind of worked on this together so enjoy and i'll be back at the end to bid you adieu so this is kind of an extension on the theory from last week about the forge as we now know it being a, a virtual reality simulation of not just Westworld but beyond Westworld into the mainland world. Um, also, I had speculated that this simulation could receive information from and about the mainland world through a satellite. So my new theory is that this whole present day timeline 
from the opening beach scene, you know, the interrogation of Bernard by Charlotte, and then all the way to the point where they go to the Valley Beyond. That whole thing is a mission by Bernard intentionally to get the hosts off the island. And that he trained for this mission inside the forge. So if the forge is like the cradle, then it could function in the same way. You could drop a control unit ball into some type of receptacle and <clears throat> then you know be living virtually inside a simulation. So suppose the host can gain access to this and they can drop themselves into it, but from there they cannot perform that key final part of the plan, which is being transmitted to the satellite. For that, they would need someone with access or a key. They would need to somehow trick someone from Delos that had access to the satellite in order to get beamed up. Well, Bernard is the only logical choice to take on this type of mission. He is an actual Delos employee. Everyone thinks that he's human. Any other host would be shot on site by Delos, but probably not Bernard. So remember that Ford told him earlier in the episode that he has the origin of a species to consider. And then later in that same conversation, he says, indeed, Bernard, you're the only one who can stop it, all of it. It's no secret that the beach is an obvious choice for a Delos extraction team to land. Remember earlier in the season, in the campfire scene, Emily mentions to William that they could both just go to the beach and be rescued. So, and we also have Ghost Nation dropping people off near a body of water, it seems like. So, okay, Bernard goes inside the forge and plays out the simulation from the area of the beach. He plays it out multiple times, each time tweaking something that he has control over uh, incrementally, you know, each time learning how to increase his chances of a, of a successful outcome. And keep in mind the computing power that we're dealing with here is probably incomprehensible. Uh, you have an already intelligent computer plugging into basically a super, super computer. You know, so maybe he's able to run this simulation like a million times, who knows? But basically as many times as he wants until he reaches a point that he knows how to complete the mission. Okay, and this could explain the reference that Dolores made uh, of this place being a tool for them to use. So when the time is right, Bernard is removed from the forge and he's deposited onto the beach. And this is where we see him waking up. Now, because these beach scenes are shot at normal aspect ratio instead of the letterbox one, I don't think this is a virtual simulation. I think this is, in fact, the real deal. And it also makes sense for it to be real because Bernard wakes up very disoriented as if he has a million different simulated memories floating around in his head at the same time. And he is, in fact, a guinea pig after all, and this might not even work. So Bernard is being led down the beach by Carl Strand's team when he has a flash of the memory of a woman host in a tan dress being executed in a lineup. Then a short time later, he actually sees that woman get shot. Then he's greeted by Carl Strand, and as Carl Strand starts to talk, Bernard has simulated memories of when Strand uses these words, the sentence ends in the phrase, circumstances less than ideal. So Bernard finishes his sentence along with him. So now he's like in the earlier stages of this ability to project forward what's going to happen under certain circumstances, okay? But in order to succeed on his mission, he needs to sort through what memories are real and what are simulated 
which ones are actually helpful versus which ones are just noise. Okay, so let's play it out. At the end of episode seven, that technician says, quote, his system has been querying itself for the past hour like he's trying to debug his own head. And then in the interrogation room, Charlotte also says to, to Bernard, quote, I know it's difficult separating your real memories from the ones that you've been given. Does Charlotte know about this mission? I'm not sure. I think the theory could work either way. But in any case, Charlotte then coaxes him into remembering where Abernathy's control unit is, or at least she thinks she's the one that coaxed the info. Bernard actually wants her and Strand to know where it is. So at this point, all parties want the same thing. And that is, let's go to the Valley Beyond, fetch Abernathy's control unit, and transmit this data up to the satellite. Okay, and then I think we're given one final hint here too. Right before Bernard answers the question with Sector 16 Zone 4, there's a quick flash of him pulling a control unit ball out of its chamber on a laboratory table. This memory is crisp, and it could be a projection from the simulation of what likely will happen in the future once they get to the Valley Beyond. What if this is the moment immediately after all of the Forge battle-tested hosts have been uploaded onto Abernathy's control unit. All that's left would be to hand it over to Carl Strand for transmission. If that happens, mission accomplished. Brett, let me tell you something, buddy. There's a reason why I asked you to be on this podcast, my friend. <laughs> and that is the reason why, buddy. 100% I agree with you. That is almost exactly my same thoughts if i had to make a prediction for the finale that is it we are a communal mind we've been working on this together brett this is the first time we've ever spoken people might not understand that <laughs> brett and i have never spoken before 15 minutes before we started recording but we've been communicating through the emails through this podcast and i've been listening to what he's saying he's been, and i agree with you we are of one mind here i totally think that's what's going on my i have little different theories about if charlotte's involved in this and that may that branch out from it but you so succinctly laid that out that's why i just laid back and let you talk brother <laughs> i fucking love that well, man. well thank, I love thank you Axel, and i do owe a lot of that theory to you uh yeah when when you first mentioned the idea of them getting beamed off the satellite that was Dude, why I mean, else would that he just say clicked it? Because they have this explosive in their spine. Yep. And also, it'd be weird for them to just get on a bus or a, mm -hmm. a train or a plane or something and just leave. Yeah. I just can't see that happening. Nope. I totally... So. Dude, this is like... This is really... I, 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 I was watching it play out in my mind as you were talking and it just works for me. And I totally think that this is what's going to happen. They said because these weird words again, get the phased array ready. What the fuck is mm -hmm. a phased array? I love <laughs> that. You know, we're get, we're going to beam it up to the satellite of course that they ha that's how they get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also it serves a dual purpose of Dolores being able to destroy the forge before she leaves, like kind of yes. on her way out by tricking them into thinking that they are uploading the information they need 
whereas she perhaps has put a virus in it, destroyed it in some way, corrupted it, and taken only what allows these hosts to be free, right? I think that that's a, I love that idea, 100 percentile. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going into the finale. Brett laid it down. I'm so excited. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait. I want to thank Andy and Scott and John for the awesome feedback. Is there anything else you want to uh, you want to say anything before we get out of here, Brett? Because you you brought the house down, baby. <laughs> no, that was it. Uh, you know, it's it's fun theorizing. I, I assume I'll be wrong with most of my theories, which is why I want to get them out while they still make sense. Because <laughs> the next week they'll probably be completely disproven. So, uh, but yeah, this is. I mean, yeah. If I'm right, that's cool. If I'm wrong, I'll be totally surprised. I'm just along for the ride here. Yeah, it's such, it's such a great show. Well, that is that's how I feel. I I enjoy being wrong because if I'm wrong, that means they surprised me. They're going to enlighten me. They're going to make me think in a new way. Um, that's why I love doing this theory stuff and talking about. It. We always talk about character as well too. That's vital. Uh, but the theory stuff always makes me happy, and I have the same feeling as you. I got to kind of like get it out of my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then I can kind of move on. There you have it, everyone. We have now exited the forge. What an experience. I just want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of the podcasters, YouTubers, and writers that sent me the audio and took the time out of their busy schedules, especially with recording and editing and doing their own stuff. This fantastic foray into the theories of Westworld. And as I said on my little clip, no one's trying to be right here. We're just having fun and we're thinking and we're just enjoying the opportunity to share this experience with other people who enjoy it as much as we do. So once again, thank you so much. Love to you all and enjoy the finale.